0: My name is Chris Heidenberg. I'm the lead pastor of Found Church. If after this service, you're wondering where you can find the current series in its entirety, you can find it online at areyoufound.com or on our Found Church Facebook page. We welcome you into our family and we look forward to the opportunity to connect with you. We would love to see you or, or meet you as soon as we're able to worship together again, hopefully sometime soon, at the middle school at Parkside at 10 a.m. on Sunday morning. In the meantime, we pray that this worship experience will help you to find faith in God, find freedom for your soul, and find a love that will transform your life. Thanks for joining us.
1: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and allow me to introduce myself. My name is Nathan Drumhiller, and I am super excited to be standing here today speaking from what the Lord has placed on my heart. Before we get started, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for inviting me into your space today to listen to what the Lord has said to me. However, before we get started, I have to be honest with you about something. When I was first asked to speak, I really didn't know if I could do it. All these feelings of unworthiness and my shortcomings and asking myself over and over and over again, who are you? Who are you that anyone should listen to anything that you would have to say? However, it was almost comical that when I read the Scripture into which I was asked to be speak, from, speak from, the Lord really had something He wanted to tell me. Isn't it amazing how alive the Word of God is? Now I've heard this passage several times over the course of my life. I've heard this passage be preached on several times over the course of my life. But this time, it was different. This time, it was new. This time, it was fresh. Now isn't it amazing how we can read one scripture in one season of life and God can speak to us about one thing and read that same scripture in another season of life and God can speak to us about something totally different. That isn't because the Bible contradicts itself. That is because the word of God is alive. And I believe that it is going to come alive for us here today. Please allow me to pray over the word. Our dear heavenly Father, we commend our time to you this morning. Use it, Lord. I pray that the words that you have given me in my heart come out of my mouth, and it sounds like it's coming straight from you, Lord. I pray that not my words, but your words will be heard, Lord, for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Please open your Bibles with me to John chapter 21. John chapter 21, we'll be reading from the verses 15 through 22. Now, before we get into scripture, I want to set you up with a little bit of content of what's going on here. Jesus was hanging out with his boys and he was telling them, Hey, I'm going to be leaving you. And where I go, you are not going to be able to follow me. He's telling them, I'm leaving and you ain't coming. And Peter stands up and he's saying, Lord, what do you mean I can't go with you? Lord, I will do anything for you. I will follow you anywhere. I will even lay my life down for you, Jesus. And Jesus asked him, really? Really, Peter? Yeah, I don't think so, dude, because you're actually gonna betray me three times. And so Jesus was crucified, and Peter was there, and he would seen it all. And people kept coming up to him, and they kept saying, hey, don't you know this dude? Isn't this the dude you roll with? What, what, weren't you seen hanging out with him? And every time he's telling them, I don't know who this guy is. I don't hang out with him. I don't know, even know who he is. Now, I want to pause in the story for just a second, and I want to illustrate for you just what kind of a relationship that Peter and Jesus must have had with one another. Peter had just devoted years of his life to follow Jesus. He left everything behind. Now, how many of us would say that if Jesus was approached to you today and said, hey, follow me, leave everything, leave your home, leave your family, leave your job, leave your school, possibly leave your country, you don't even have time to grab your dog, get the duffel bag and let's go. Now, that may be easier for us to say that we would do such a thing on this side of the cross, but Peter had been following Jesus long before he had died and rose from the dead. So I want you to understand something. Peter and Jesus were tight with one another. And not only were they friends, but he considered him his Lord. He understood that he was the Messiah. And so after Jesus was crucified, some of the disciples are sitting there hanging out, and I can imagine they're saying to themselves, what the heck are we going to do now, eh? We just spent years of our lives devoted to this man, and now he's gone. And Peter sets up and he says, well, hey, I don't know what you guys are going to do, but I'm going back to the only thing I know, that's fishing. Peter was a fisherman. So he grabs some of his boys, they grab the vessel, they're going out to the water, and they're out there fishing, and Jesus appears to them out on the shore. And he yells, children, have you caught anything? They reply, nothing. Jesus says, fish from the other side of the boat. And so we know that when they're out there, they start hauling in a load. 153 fish in one net, they couldn't even bring it all in. And so they come back to shore. Jesus is there with the fire. He says, bring some of your fish, and I'll cook you breakfast, which fish for breakfast, maybe if Jesus Christ would have cooked it, I would eat it, but I would probably pass on fish for breakfast. And that's where we pick up in verse 15. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me? He answers, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus had asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. I tell you the truth. When you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. But when you are older, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death in which Peter was to glorify God. Then he said to him, Follow me. Then he said to him, Follow me. Peter turned and saw the disciple in whom Jesus' loved was following them. This was the one that leaned back against Jesus at the supper and said, Lord, who is going to betray you? When Jesus saw him, he asked, Lord, what about him? Jesus answered, If I want him to remain alive until I return, what is it to you? You must follow me. Now when I read that passage, all I could think about was how horrible Peter must have felt. He had just betrayed Jesus. I mean, this wasn't just some sort of a dispute between two friends. This wasn't just, oh my gosh, did you see she just blocked my comment? This was the real deal. Jesus had just been murdered, and Peter did nothing to stop it. Yeah, you know, the guy that said he would lay his life down for Jesus, he did nothing. And I couldn't believe the way the word came alive to me when I read this passage. Very clearly I heard the Lord tell me, you need to stop feeling like Peter. And then I went back and I read Jesus' response to Peter over and over again. Do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? Three times he asked Peter that. One for every time that Peter betrayed Jesus. As if he was to say, forget about that and follow me. You see, Jesus knew that he had to change the way Peter felt about himself if he was ever going to be able to fulfill the calling that Jesus was asking out of him, and that was to follow him. Or in this passage as we read, to follow him and feed his sheep. Jesus knew that as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And Jesus knew that if he could not change Peter's resolution of himself, he was never going to be able to go where Jesus was calling him to go. And I would like to propose to you this morning, if we do not know who we are, we will never be able to totally fulfill the calling that I believe Jesus has for every single one of us here today. Which brings me to the topic of my message. Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? The Bible goes to great lengths to try to explain to us just who we are in Christ. Paul writes, I have been crucified with Christ and no longer live, but it's Christ who lives in me. In Corinthians we read, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone and the new is here. We need to forget about the old resolutions of ourselves because the Bible says we are new creations. We need, to start, we need to start proving what the Bible says about us is true. If the Bible says, He is working all things out for my good, we need to start living like He is working all things out for my good. And if the Bible says, we are more than conquerors, we need to start living like we are more than conquerors. We need to start thinking about ourselves like God thinks about us so that we can start living the way that God wants us to live. Do you hear that? We need to start thinking about ourselves the way that God thinks about us so that we can start living the way that God wants us to live. And I believe that in this passage, Jesus is trying to tell Peter, if you cannot forget about your past, forget about the things that you may or may not have done right, your shortcomings, your unworthiness, Peter, you're never going to have a chance to feed my sheep. Now understand something. I don't believe that this is just a, a positive mindset. I don't believe that this is just a glass half full type of thinking always. Because although something may be positive, it doesn't always mean that it's true. And just because something is true doesn't always mean that it's positive. And I believe that we see this all the time on social media with the big hashtag goals next to it. How about hashtag if you knew the way God felt about you, you wouldn't need to know what everybody else thought. But the problem is today that when most people are asked, who do you think you are, they're going to answer that question based on either uh, their first birth or their shortcomings, their insecurities, the the mistakes that they've made in their past. But I'm here to tell somebody right here today that there is a second birth. The one where God already knows all your shortcomings. He already knows your unworthiness. And he says, I love you anyways. And I sent my son to die for you. And he wants to call you his son. He wants to call you his daughter. How would you feel differently about yourself if you knew that your father was a king? Now, we might... Instantly go to thinking, hey, we wouldn't have to worry about finances really anymore, right? I start to think about laying on a plushy couch with somebody feeding me fruit all day. But you got to understand something. In the Bible, they talk about God being the king a lot. Because in Bible times when it was written, the kings held the utmost ranking in, in the whole world. Kings had soldiers. They had weaponry. They had servants. They had kingdoms. And God says that, and the Bible says that God is the king of kings. And get this, he wants to call you his child. Did you hear that? Your daddy is a king. You don't just work in the fields. Your daddy owns the farm. In Romans, Paul writes, if we are children, then we are heirs. Heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. And I don't know about you, but if I'm a co-heir with Christ, I don't want just a couple acres of my inheritance. I want the whole farm. If God's going to give me the whole farm, I want it all. But there's also more to that message in Romans. It says we must share in his sufferings and so that we will indeed share in his glory. And I believe that Jesus was trying to get Peter to understand just who he was because he knew it was going to cost him it all. He knew that Peter would be crucified for preaching the Word of God. And this is why I think this is so important for our church right now. This is why I believe that God has given me this message to preach to you this morning. Because in this time of uncertainty, in this time of uncertainty about your job situation, uncertainty about your family situation, uncertainty about your health, uncertain if you're going to go back to school next year, are you going to go to college next year? Am I going to have a business to walk back to after all this is done? We need to know who we are because we need to tell others who they are in Christ. And in this crazy time, people need to know who they are in Christ because they don't have any other hope. We have easily found out how quickly our hope in things in this world can be switched just like that. Some of us no longer have hope in our jobs, no longer have hope in, 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 in maybe our government. We need to be the ones to feed the sheep. And listen, family, I don't believe that this is a reservation for only Pastor Chris or only Pastor Joel. I believe that the same calling that he's given Peter is the same calling that he's given each and every single one of us here today. And I got to tell you something, I have held myself back. I have missed out on so many things that the Lord wants to do in me, through me, and to me for this same exact very reason. Holding myself back because of all the things that I thought I needed to change before I started following Christ the long list of failures. I've even argued with God. Who am I? I'm not the one that's supposed to spread the word. That's what the church is for. We are the church. Every single one of us. And we need to be the ones to feed the sheep. Now listen, family. Family. I get that this is a lot harder for some of us than others, just like Peter. And I bet some of you are thinking to yourselves, man, I've betrayed Jesus a heck of a lot more times than just three times. But listen, Peter was crucified for spreading the word of, of God. Peter walked with Jesus Peter, we have Peter to thank for most of our salvations because without him, without him feeding the sheep, spreading the word, we may never know where we would be at. I believe this is something that Peter has struggled with his whole life. Because Peter was crucified hanging hanging upside down because he didn't feel worthy enough to be crucified in the same way as his Savior. Don't let the misinterpretation of yourself stop you from following Christ. And I get that this is a lot harder for some of us I was actually battling last night, asking myself, asking God, is this really what I'm supposed to be doing? I could almost hear the adversary making fun of me, saying, you're gonna go up there with your chicken scratching on paper and flipping back and forth through your notes. I actually got to the point where I asked my wife to type this up for me because I was afraid of what people would think. And then the Lord said to me, you need to go back to the Word because I have something else for you to hear. And in verse 20, Peter saw the other disciples who was following him and he says, Lord, what about him? What about them? Jesus said, it's not up to you what I do with them. I'm calling you to follow me you to feed my sheep. And I couldn't believe how he could keep revealing the Scripture over and over and over to me. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what's so important through this whole thing. God doesn't care about your shortcomings. He's he's already laid His life down for you. And I believe that He's calling us as a church to follow Him and to feed His sheep. Please pray with me. Our dear Heavenly Father, we thank You for Your alive Word, God. We thank You that You can speak to us through Your Word. We praise You for Your Holy Spirit. Dear Heavenly Father, I want to lift up all my brothers and sisters who, like me, struggle in this same area of unworthiness, just as though I believe Peter did. Dear God, I pray that You would reveal Yourself to them and You would show them that You want to be their Father. They are sons and daughters. We thank you, Lord, and we praise you.
0: Amen. Thank you for worshiping with us today. We just want you to know that you are now a part of our Found Church family. And you are always welcome at Found Church. We've been worshiping at the middle school at Parkside at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings, and we cannot wait until we're able to meet back there again. We would also love to hear how God has touched your heart today. If you feel God speaking into your heart in a fresh new way, or believe God to be revealing a new truth to you, or giving you a higher resolution in which to recognize him, we would love to talk with you and pray with you. Just message us on Facebook or email us at areyoufound.com. And this is my prayer for you today, that this has raised a hope in your heart and helped you to find faith, find freedom, and find the love of God to be overwhelming and real. Be well. God bless.